Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Today's daf, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Hey in Shkolem. Daf Hey. <clears throat> we start from the new parak, the second parak. We left off yesterday. <clears throat> Says the Mishnah, Mitzarfen Shkolem the Darkonas Mnei Masi Aderach. The Shkolem, of course, were silver coins, and um, you were allowed to, uh, when, they, when they sent the money from the various cities to Yerushalayim, um, presumably, this is also speaking about after they were collected by the representatives of the base media, as we'll see it throughout the country. So when they sent that money, they were allowed to change the money into uh, coins of greater value. Uh, they said, Mitzar from Shkolem, the Shkolem, again, the Shkolem in the, in the, um, in the Gemara was, uh, what, we, what uh, the, the Shkolem of the Torah was a sella in the time of the Gemara. And therefore, the chazi shekel that we give, give about is really the shekel in the in, in our in our language. So when the Gemara says mitzvah and shkolim, it really means the half shekels to darkonot. Darkonot was a gold coin that was worth a double of a of a full shekel. So again, uh, when you say mitzvah and shkolim, we mean the shkolim, the half shkolim, which were which were in the time of the Gemara those what's called, what's called a shekel. And they were you you combine those into darkonos. Darkonos were two was the equivalent of two cellars, so it was really four times as much as a shekel in the time of the Gemara, or four half shekels in the time of the Torah. Of the Torah, what the Torah refers to as a half shekel. So what they would do is, in others, they would just like to make it easier to schlep it to Yerushalayim, so you could you could change it into gold coins, and then they would be changed back in in Yerushalayim. Just like they were shofars. Shofars were the collection boxes in the base of Migdash. They were in the form of a shofar, meaning narrow at the top and wide at the bottom, so people wouldn't be able to take out money once they put it in there. So, Now, again, these means that throughout the country, some say it means throughout even Yerushalayim, but others say it means, no, only throughout, in, in Yerushalayim, you had to come to the, you had to bring it to the base of Migdash. There weren't any deposit boxes in your shlime, other than in the base of Megdush. Whatever the Medina means, either the rest of your shlime or the Pashup Shot means the rest of Israel, that, that means that the base of Megdush had their own deposit boxes throughout the country, so that when you put it in the box, it was already like you gave it to the to the base of Megdush. Okay, so Kachay shows from Medina, meaning belonging to the base of Megdush. But as we'll see, those were only for the new monies that were bought for that year. Now, we get into this issue, when you gave your half shekel, what really happens? When you gave your half shekel, so you, 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 get, you gave it, and you, you were sent it to Yerushalayim. Fine, as soon as you made it into a half shekel for the base of Migdash, that means it was really Hegdash already. So let's say this happened. They didn't put it in the deposit boxes. They, it was a small city. They got together all the monies, and they sent a messenger to take it to Yerushalayim. They, they, they sent a messenger to take it to Yerushalayim, to take all their money to Yerushalayim. V'nignivu o'shavdu. The money got, stole, got stolen or lost on the way. Im nitra if the uh, Kohanim and the base of Migdash already gave truma on those monies. Now what do you mean on those monies? Those monies hadn't yet come to Yerushalayim. So we'll see what it means like this. We explained before like this, that what happens? All the money was supposed to be deposited in the base of Megdash by uh, the first of Nisan, right? It was supposed to be, be there. 
Then it was taken. Then it was taken. Uh, then three three times uh, three times a year, three three times a year. It was uh, they took money out of the base megdish for the kabbonos. That was we said before Pesach, before Shavuos, before Sukkot. They took money out of there. That's called the truma salishcha. They took it out of the lishcha. Now, when they took it out of the lishcha, the kohenim gave the money. So, what does that mean? That means that the money that they took out was for those kabbonos. Well, what do you mean? What happens if my money wasn't taken out yet, or my money for some reason hadn't arrived yet? So the Kohanim would give the, the money that they took out. They said that's really not just for the people who gave those particular coins, but it's for all B'nai Israel who've already given their coins, even the ones that haven't reached yet the base of Migdash. They gave it for the people who, who, um, who that, that, that the money was um, collected already on the way and on the ones that haven't even been collected yet, that haven't even been sent in yet. So that was the, that was the issue over here that we're we're going with the idea, and there's a machlokas about that too. But when they say they took out money from the base of Mikdash, from the lishcha and the base of Mikdash, they took it out for the karbonos. They took it out not only on behalf of the people who actually gave those coins, but the people who are actually, who, who who are going to give their coins in the future, and the people who uh, have sent their money in, even though it hasn't arrived yet. So here's the issue: the people sent their money in. Now, when they sent their money in, they had made it Hegdish already, right? But was it in the Rishus of the base of Migdash? That's the issue. If the Khan of the base of Migdash have already taken some monies out of the base of Migdash on behalf of everybody, including not only people who gave those coins, but the people who sent their coins in, that means that even those coins that were on the way were already considered in the rishus of the in the possession of the gizbarim of the treasures of the base of Megdash. Therefore, nishbarim the gizbarim. So now, what happened? These messengers, assuming now that they are shomerchinim, we'll see the Gemara. There's another view um, that they're shomerchinim. So what do they do? What is a shomerchinim? He just has to basically swear that he didn't uh, that he wasn't negligent. So Nishbarn le Gizbarin, they swear to the Gizbarin that uh, they, you know, that it was, they didn't steal the money and that it was, uh, they were careful and it was stolen or lost. The Imlav, if the money hadn't yet been withdrawn, no money had been withdrawn from the Lishka on behalf of the new Karbonos. That means that um, the, the monies were not yet in the possession of the Beis Migdash. They were sent in by the town's people from that town and it was lost on the way. So what happens? It's the townspeople's problem. Their money, they sent their money in, and it didn't reach the base of Megiddo yet. The Imlav, if it hadn't been, if the Kohanim hadn't yet taken Truma on behalf of them, then Nishbon Lebanai Ir, then the messengers swear to the people of the city that they that sent them. They didn't have insurance. If they had insurance, they go to the insurance company and say, look, it was lost or stolen. You make a claim and you get your money. They didn't have insurance in those days. All right, so they weren't insured. So if the messenger says, look, we didn't do anything wrong, we weren't negligent, uh, they swear to them, and the people have to pay again because they know their money, they didn't, they didn't give money. Their money was, was, was gone. They never gave the money to the base of Migdush. Let's say afterwards, after they donated a second time, the original funds were found because they would say they were lost if they were found or the Ganovim, if it was stolen, the Ganovim returned them. They're both Shkalim because they've already been, they were Maktish the first ones and they were Maktish the second ones. They can't use it as a credit for the following year. It doesn't work that way. 
It means that some of the, the one one set of the monies goes for the current truma, and one set goes for the people who they're making up for previous years in which they maybe they didn't give it all there. So, but it also goes to the base of mikdash. So that's the halacha here we're talking about when you send your money in, if you mailed it in, let's say, right? So the first question is, we mentioned at the beginning of the Mishnah, they can change the money into gold coins, small, you know, to, to schlep less, rather than have, uh, let's say, four 50, 50, uh, uh, 50 cent uh, or half dollar coins, they would make it into one silver dollar, let's say. It was a gold, the darkonos were gold, but the idea is that they would have to take less coins to schlep it. So why didn't they, if they're going to do that, why not turn it into pearls or precious stones or whatever, or diamonds, and it'll be even lighter. The Yasuo San Margolios, so Shema tells Margolios, because here we're talking about a commodity. We're not talking about cash. We're talking about a commodity, and the commodity might lose its value. Maybe the pearls were worth a thousand dollars, and later on be worth five hundred dollars. Hektish will lose out. Like we learn elsewhere by Bechora in Masech Bechoros, it says over there that Adam or Hektish, you can be po to them, you can redeem them for money or silver or the value of money. Chutz mishkalim, except shkalim, because shkalim have to be a chazi shekel. You have to have the value of chazi shekel, and if you change it into into some commodity, it might not be, might lose its value. Vain potent became also, you don't redeem it for, kalim could be utensils or, or clothes, garments, whatever. Those are also um, uh, commodities that are not really cash. Why, why can't you, why can't you be poda uh, other items for, um, for kalim? Because maybe they'll go down in value. Right, you can't. Uh, so it's one thing when, let's say, you're giving bechor uh, adam, you're giving the five shekels. So that maybe you can give shava kesef because it's not really going to hegdish, going to the coin. But over here, when it's hegdish, we're worried about hegdish losing. So the same idea is that that's why we don't change it into commodities, even precious stones and diamonds and things like that, because maybe they'll lose their value. Now the Mishnah said, "Gold coins, gold coins. The gold yeah, coins. Well, no, the gold coins wouldn't lose their value any more than the silver coins. But we're not talking about today when you're buying gold on the market and gold goes up and down in value. We're talking about a gold dollar. You know that it was always worth the dollar. So that's the point. Dollar like, relative just, to the shekel. Pardon? The kesef doesn't change in value. Doesn't change in value. Neither would the gold. Why? Why?" Because it's it's like a dollar. It's still worth a dollar. We're not talking about we're changing. We're not talking about bullion or or, or as, as a metal. We're talking about as a coin. As a coin, it doesn't lose its value. It's always worth a dollar. Now you could talk about inflation. What does it buy? But the fact is, it's still the dollar. That's not the law. Meaning, this that we say in the Mishnah. The, the Mishnah says that. Um, um, uh, that the chauffeurs were in the Medina, not only in Yerushalayim, that's only for the new coins. You know, this Besnan, the Besnan of the base of English had set up these depositories around the country for the new coins. But old coins, meaning if people owed money from a previous year, they had to bring that to the base of English. Only the new coins. means like shekels. It's like word for shekel. shekel. The old ones, that's not the We learn in a Bryce that also the Migdash Medina. The old the deposits for old coins there are such in the base of if people didn't give from a previous year and they have to make it up. But there's no there's none like that in the 
uh, in, throughout the country and it's outside of Yerushalayim. Another point about the Mishnah, we said that, that these, um, the Shlichim of Bezdin have to swear that they weren't, uh, that they weren't uh, negligent. And we'll talk more about this because there's a basic question over here. Why would they swear on this? Allah learned out of a Pesach that ain't, they don't, you don't swear on Akdashos. You don't swear on Karka, you don't swear on Akdashos. So if you don't swear on Akdashos, why are they swearing over here? But before we get to that, the Gemara says, what kind of a shliach are we talking about? So first the Mishnah says, Mastizim B'Shorachinam, right? B'Shach does not mean Shkolem Chadashim, it means B'Shorachinam. In my Gemara, it's, it's, uh, it's an acronym. Mastizim B'Shorachinam, Ava B'Shomer Sacher, Lobada, that's not the halacha. Why? Because if he's a Shomer Sacher, Shomer Sacher is Chayv and Gnev and Aveda. So if it would be lost or stolen, it's the Shomer Sacher's obligation to make up the money. What is he going back to the townspeople for? Or... If it belonged to the Bezdin, remember we said if it only belonged to the Bezdin of the Beis Migdash or the Gizbar of the Beis Migdash, then nobody has to make it up. The Gizbar, the Beis Migdash just lost, lost out. Why do you make the Shvur? We'll see about that. But but um, they lost out. But when we say over here that if these are sh- that the Shomer goes back to the townspeople, if the Truman was not yet taken, and he swears to them, and they have to they have to reimburse, they have to pay a second time, they have to give the shkolim again. That's only if he's a shomer chinam, but shomer sachal lobedah. That's not the loch. He's chayven gnevin aveda. Amar abba feel ten b'shomer sachal. No, you could even say our mishnah, which talks about the shomer or the shliach who sent it, who was taken. He could be a shomer sachal. He's paid. So if he's paid, isn't he chayven gnevin aveda? Nigdim when he said gneva means balistamazoyin, armed robbers. We're not talking about a regular case of lost or stolen that a Shomer Sachos Chayva. We're talking about where it was stolen by an armed robber, which is considered an onus. That's an accident. It's not considered your name. A Shomer Sachos has a greater degree, uh, is responsible for a greater degree of diligence and being careful and responsibility uh, than a Shomer Chinam, than one who's not paid. So he's responsible to make sure that it's not lost or stolen. Right, that it's stolen, stolen in a regular way. But if it's stolen by armed robbers, he has no choice about that, and that's considered an onus, and then he's potter from that too. So therefore, our yeah, mission- but in a reg- but in a regular case, mm-hmm. he would agree. In a regular, Baba. In a what do you mean a regular yeah. case of what? Uh, a case that would be considered negligence. Right, negligence. Right, negligence. So then- case. In, in a regular, ne- no, in that case, it would have to be a shomachinu. Says the mission is only right, right, talking but, about this. Right, case. if if the shomachinu was negligent, he'd also have to pay. Even a shomachinu would have to pay in case of negligence. But a shomachinu would have to pay for ganeva neveda. But he doesn't have to pay for an ones for what's considered an accident beyond his control. So if it was stolen by armed robbers, or uh, he was on a boat and the, the you know he had the money on a boat and the ships and the boat sank. That's also considered an accident, and he'd be potter from that, even if he was a Shomer Sacher. So the Mishnah could be speaking about either Shomer Chinam or Shomer Sacher. Amar of Yusti Barav Siman. Asi command Amar Torim. I don't understand. Between the individual who's giving and Hegdish, what difference does it make whether the Shomer Sacher has to pay back? Okay. In other words, he hasn't complied. Right, right, right. There is no difference. If he's a Shomer Sacher... Then there is no difference if it was from Hegdish or if, if Hegdish had already been Torahim or not, because either way he's responsible for it. But if he was a, if, if he was a Shomer Chinam, so and uh, it, so in that case he's not responsible for it. So if the money still belonged or was under the responsibility of the townspeople, meaning 
the Bezdin of the, the Gizbar of the Beis Midrash had not yet been tarim anything, then they have to make it up. If the Gizbar had been tarim already, that means that the money really belonged to Gizbar already. And if the money belonged to the Gizbar, then it's the Gizbar's loss. It's the Beis Midrash's loss. Nobody, it's not responding. The townspeople have already given their money. And this guy is Potzer because he's a Shemachinim. But if he was a Shemach Sachar and he'd be responsible for it, he'd be responsible to the Beis Midrash also. Um, what, what's, the what's the difference whether they're Torum or not? If, if he's a Shaliyah of the base of Mikdash, what difference does it make okay. whether they gave the money or not? Okay. The, if, the or not? So here's the thing. He's a Shaliyah. He's a Shaliyah of the townspeople. But the question is, does the money already considered in the possession of the base of Mikdash? If they were Torahim, then it was money he was already considered in the base of Mikdash's possession. And therefore... It's their, it was their loss. They could have a claim to him if he wasn't, if he was negligent or if he was a Shema Sachar and he let it be stolen or, or lost in a regular way. They could, the, 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 uh, the Gizber could complain to him. But if it, so the difference is, if they were Torim, it's the Gizber's money. If they were not Torim yet, it's not the Gizber's money, it's the townspeople's money. So, so who, the townspeople have to make it up because they have to give their money. If it was already in the hands of the base of Migdash, the base of Migdash had a fire. They had all the money there and they had a fire. It's not the people's fault anymore. The Gizbar, the base of Migdash lost the money. Um, but, if, but if the base, yeah. if the base then is the, sh- the shluchos of the base of No, no, no. The, he's not the shliach of the Bezdin. But, but if he lost the Bezdin's money, if he lost the Bezdin, he is the shliach sending the money from the townspeople to the base of Migdash. The question is, was it the base of Migdash's money when it was lost or was it the townspeople when it was lost? Either way, he's a shliach for either one of them or for both of them. Doesn't make any difference. The question is, what's his responsibility? So our Mishnah obviously is going with the Shita that we said before that that when the base Mishnah gives the money, when they're Torah, they're Torah not only on what's collected already, but it's been on, on the money that's going to be collected, not only the money that's there in the base Mishnah, but on what's been collected on and, and, and root and what's going to be collected. Brahm commandum, but the truth is the mandum ain't torment law ago with law sidigos then that's not the halacha. The halacha is not like that. If you say you're you're only tarm on the money that's there already, that means that the people if you if the people didn't get their money there in time and uh their money's not yet on the first of Nisan in the base of Migdash, and then they started taking Truma out and their money hasn't reached yet, they're not included in that carbon. Ain't tarmin alagavi on what's collected, Vala Sidangovas on what's they're not you're not tarmin on what's collected and on root. And what's going to be collected in the future? So in a chanami, then uh, then it's certainly not the bezdin's money because you're not torn for them. It's not theirs until it actually reaches them. And then in either case, they have to go back to the townspeople and swear that they weren't negligent. And the townspeople would have to pay again. So our mission really goes like a shimon. What does that mean? So Blazer says that mission goes like a shimon. The shimon omer kachim shuchai b'chriyosin kenachosneim. We said before, when you, when you gave your chatzi shekel, you were maktashot already. So as soon as you're maktashot already, it's hegdish. So if it's hegdish, what's your responsibility here? Oh, so you know what? It goes like Shimon. Or Shimon says, kachim, that you're chayv and achrayas, even though it's kachim already, like kachim kalim. Kachim kalim, we say, is, you know, mum and, mum and balim. So here too, this is this chatzi shekel, it's hegdish. What's it your responsibility? It belongs to hegdish. Yes, but since you're chayv and achrayas, you're responsible, you're responsible to get it to the base of migdash, it's like you're in a chasim, and that's why you have to pay. So there's our Mishnah, which says that the, that, the, that the people have to make good on the money that was lost by the messenger, goes like a pshim, and it says, something that you're chayv and achrayas is like you're in a chasim. 
And that's why they swear to the B'nai, the, to the people. Why if the, you might say, what if the swear, what are the people in the city involved for? What if the swear to them? It's not theirs, it belongs to the Hegdish. No, since they're Chayev and Achrayas, even though it is Hegdish money, but since they're Chayev and they're responsible for it, it's like they're Nechosim, and therefore the messengers swear to the townspeople, and the townspeople have to, because the townspeople have to make good on it. Um, Rabbi Yechel, Rabbi Yechel says, no, Dibri it's not just like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, something, it's not really true. Our mission doesn't just mean go like, like, like Rabbi Shimon, who says, since they're responsible for it, therefore, uh, therefore, it's, it's like theirs, and, 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 and they have to make good on it. That shows that it goes like Rabbi Shimon. No. Dibri Yechel can go like everybody. Because this is a special Mishim Shvuas Takana. This is this Shvu is a special Takana. Truth is, you don't swear normally on this. First of all, it belongs to Hegdish, and second of all, yeah, it doesn't belong to the people anymore. It belongs to Hegdish. It's a special Shvuah that the rabbis instituted to make sure the truth is, you don't swear on this at all. And from on Hegdish at all. The Rabbanan make made a special Takana that the Shlich that the messengers should be responsible for it. That they shouldn't. Um, uh, they should take their their task seriously, and they shouldn't uh, t- take it lightly, and be negligent and come to negligence with the money. You know, as you might say, I guess okay, it's hegdish already, so it's not your problem, it's not my problem. Hegdish loses, who cares, right? There's nobody, there's no person who's hegdish, right? No, the rabbanim made a special takana for them at shvua. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, I died to Rabbi Yochanan Necha Nishbarn the Gizbarn Vimlav Nishbarn Benayir. So we understand why, if they did trum already, you swear to the Gizbarn because it was their money. And if they didn't take Truma yet, or if they hadn't yet t- extracted any funds from the, from the uh, temple treasury, from the Lishcha there, you swear to the Bnei Ha'ir uh, that, uh, that, you, that you weren't negligent, you didn't steal the money. So we understand why, because it's a special takana, you have to swear. So you swear to whoever the owner is, right? You, to whoever the owner of the money is. And the Bnei put other money in place. Again, if you swear to the Gizbaran, then the Gizbaran just lose out, and that's it. And if you if you swear to this to the townspeople, they have to make up money. According to Blazer, who said no, our mission goes like Rab Shimon, who says what they catch him that your chayv and achrayas are like you're in a chasim. So I understand this bond lebnei Fine, I could, that part I can understand. Meaning, you swear to the to according to Rab Shimon, you swear to the, to the townspeople because they are the ones who are responsible to make good on the money. And and since they're responsible, it's like theirs. But Nishbarn the Gizbarin, but why would you swear to the Gizbarin? According to Rab Lazar, who says it goes like Rab Shimon, so what's the reason why you swear to the Gizbarin? Gizbarin Maya Vedataya, what do they have to do over here? Since the Shkolem are in the Shus of Hegdish, and ain't Nishbarin al Hegdeshos, what are you swearing for? What are you swearing for? It's theirs, and uh, there's no, uh, you're not swearing. Rabbi Yochanan says you swear, uh, to, um, you know, just because a special takana that you shouldn't take it lightly. Fine. But since we hold the Ain is born al and the Gizbarn don't have to make up the money, nobody's going to make up the money over here. What's the purpose of the Shvua? He answers, The truth is, you swear to the city people, to what to the townspeople, in what sense? Because you want to get paid. In order to collect your wages, you swear that you haven't, that, that you're entitled to the wages in front of the Gizbarn, because the Barn are the ones who are, lo- who are losing the money over here, right? And, and the Maimi Gizbarn, because the, the losses to the, the Gizbarn, so you swear, doesn't really mean you swear to the Gizbarn. You don't swear in Hakdashis, you swear to collect your, their wages. That they, shouldn't be, that they shouldn't suspect them of stealing the money. They shouldn't be considered negligent, all right? So therefore, 
so therefore, you have to swear. And even though, even like, let's say the Bnei Ayir said, listen, we're not going to make any fuss, don't swear, let's just, let's just pay the money ourselves. No. Even though we have a call of that's part of the Gzairi, that we don't take any away from we don't, uh, without, without a Shvua, we don't let this pass by. We have to, uh, you can't take something from Hegdish, meaning you can't take a lost Hegdish without a Shvua. Somebody has to swear over here that they weren't negligent. What happens if you were mafresh your own shekel? Again, remember, when, as we said before, as soon as you set aside the Chatzis shekel, it's really Kadosh, it's really Hegdish. Except either we got like a Shimon that since you're responsible for it, it's like yours, or it's a special takana. What happens if you didn't send it? <coughs> you just set aside your chatzi shekel and it got lost. So Rabbi Yochanan says, You're responsible for it, right? Rabbi Yochanan says, You're responsible for your own until it reaches there. You, you lost it, right? And, and it got lost. You have your shekel of it, it lost. You're responsible for it. Does this all does it go like Reb Shimon? According to Reb Yochan, would, would Reb Yochan now go like Reb Shimon, or he could say, "No, you're just responsible." That's the rule of Chatzis Shekel that you're responsible for it, right? Kodem Shin before uh, again before they took off the truma. So before the once they took off the truma, that's what the Mfarish says over here. That Rabbi, even according to Reb Yochan, Reb Yochan says you're responsible for it if they hadn't yet been Torim, because if they were Torim already, and we go with the Shita, not like in our Mishnah, that the person who takes, the, when the Kodem take the, uh, extract the funds to buy the Karbonos, let's say at the first of Nisan, and they, they're Torim all, not only for the funds that were collected and, and, and root, but even the ones that haven't been Torim yet. So if you were Mafrashit and they hadn't been Torim yet, you're responsible for it, either like Rav Shimon or a special Takana. But uh, if they already, if they were Torah, then you don't have to because it was Hegdush who has the loss. So if you're Shikla Vavra, Belchram Chaiver, Hashim Selen Gizba, Rabshim Lakish says, no, Hegdush Bishus, Gavabu No, it's their loss. Rabshiman says, it's Begdush, it's, 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 it's loss wherever it is, it's, it's loss. So if that's the case, it sounds like that doesn't go like our Mishnah. Because according to Rabshim Lakish, Rabshim said, listen, as soon as you're Mafish or Chatsi Shekel, that's it, you're done. You're done. It belongs to Hegdish, where it's, it's Hegdish's. You're not responsible at all. So Masisa Pliga Rab Shimon, our Mishnah argues with Rab Shimon. Right? Because our Mishnah says, Nishborn le Benayir, Benayir, Shokin, Shechtem, they got to give other ones in place of them. So the answer is no. Lo old Mishum Shuas Takana. Didn't we say the reason our Mishnah is a special Takana? In other words, technically you're absolved. It belongs. But the Mishnah is a special uh, reason. You have to swear is a special Takana. Special Takana, you have to swear. So it's also a special Takana that you have to make it up. Truth is, you're really, it's Hegdish's loss. But just like it's a special Takana, you have to make a Shvua. Even though it's a special Takana here. So the same thing also. This Tashlumen is a Takana's Bezden. So people should be careful. But the truth is, Mitzat Hadin, the Shkolem belong to Gabo. And if they're lost, they're lost. There's nothing, you, there's not, not really responsible for it. So what do you do? We said, let's say if, if it was lost or stolen and then they found them or the government returned the money, whatever, they heard it was Hegdish, they returned it. So both funds, both the original money and the money that the townspeople made up with, they both go to the base of Migdash. The Rishonim go, the, Rish, the first monies go for the new monies now of Nisan and the second ones go for the old money, for, for, for monies that, uh, to make up for losses from previous years when people didn't pay. Which of the Rishonim, Eilu Rishonim, Eilu Rishonim, which of the first ones, which of the second ones, that's a Machlokas. Rav Pimchas, Be'er Rav Chia, 
Rav Abba, Mari, they argue about this. What are the first ones? The first ones are the ones that were sent first. Even though they were found later, but they were they sent first. Those are the first ones to go for this year. But the other sheet tells the ones who come who arrive at the Gizbarn first, those are the ones that are the first ones, and the ones that arrive second, those ones go for the old money. Doesn't really it's not a really a, a different a, it's diff, not a difference in halacha. It's a question of where the money goes and how you apply the money. Okay, Hanosin Shikula Chavero, Lishko, listen to this. A person gave a shekel. Reuven gave Shimon, he says, Shimon, you're on your way to Shalim, take my chatzis shekel for me. Hanosin Shikula Chavero, Lishko Yado, to give for him. So Reuven says, listen, do me a favor, Shimon, you're going to Shalim, take my chatzis shekel and uh, put that at, in the base of Megdash. Vishikle Yatsmo, Shimon took the money and he gave it on behalf of himself. So he gave himself. Im Nitra Tura if if again, if the truma was already taken, extracted from the from the lishcha on behalf of the karbanos, mo'al, Shimon is mo'al. Shimon committed sacrilege to pay an additional fine, one hundred and twenty-five percent of what he took. All right, you have to make that up. Why? Because effectively he stole from Hegdish. He stole from Hegdish. If the truma was already given, meaning they took from the base of Hegdish, so uh, they extracted it. Then he considered he's can, he was mol behegdish, even and meila is even the bay mezer or b'shogig as we learn in meila. Okay, so that's the minister says. What about this ashoko shiklo mina hegdish? What happens if Reuven's going himself to the base megdish, but he made a mistake? Instead of taking it out of his regular wallet, he took a shekel from from uh, from monies that he already set aside for better bias. He had he was going to donate money for better bias. You know, for just for maintenance of the base of Mikdash. And then he was he sanctified that money. By mistake, he took that money and gave that for his chatzis shekel. The chatzis shekel is going to go for karbonos. So what's the halacha there? And they extracted funds from the base of Mikdash, meaning so they set it aside for karbonos. They actually brought a carbon. Now, this part of the mission says he brought a carbon with it. Mo'al. You were mo'al. Why when he brought a carbon? Because when he brought a carbon, when are you moel? You're moel in Hegdish when, it, when you take it out of Hegdish and goes to Hulan. Once they took that money, which was supposed to go for Bedeka bias, was supposed to be used in the, for maintenance, and he used it back effectively for a carbon. The money was used for a carbon, meaning the money was taken, they bought an animal with it, the animal becomes Kadosh, and the money went out to Hulan. At that point, there was Me'ila, and therefore he's moel, high for bring a carbon and make it up. Let's say, we'll talk about this more in detail. Now, the first, so the first part of the Mishnah said when Reuben sent Shimon with the money and Shimon gave it for him, he's, he's Moel's Mashmah right away. He doesn't say talking about bringing a carbon. But in the second part, when he brought, when he brought his Bedek Abayas, it was already Hegdish money. The money was set aside for something else. You see, in the first case, Reuben had a Chatzis Shekel, which was supposed to be for the Karbanas. But what happened was Shimon gave it on his own behalf. So he said, oh, you know what? If once they took money out of the base of Migdush and, and that money was already used for, uh, was taken for Karbonos, and he was Moel. Why was he Moel? Because he had a no from Migdush. In other words, Shimon didn't use his own Chatzis Shekel. Shimon didn't use his own Chatzis Shekel. He gave his Chatzis Shekel, really, it was Ruvain's. And he really stole Hegdish's money and gave it back to Hegdish. You know, like the old trick, he took the money out of the bag and gave it back to the guy. You know, the original, he stole the money and gave it back to him. So here he was mauled by Hegdish. Now, what was the me'ila over here? What was the me'ila? So, <clears throat> uh, what was the me'ila? It was the me'ila that he had a gnaw from Hegdish? 
because he had a he became his mitzvah with Hegdish's money. But the mitzvah slavla hanis nitnu, and if it was no anah, there was no meal. So the Gemara will talk about what the meila was. But he basically used Hegdish's money uh, to give his chazi shekel, so his mole there. In the second case, in the second case where the person gave his own better kavais money, which was already kadosh, he gave his own money and he used it for a different purpose for bringing a behema. He was mole once they brought the behema because then the money went out. And, and and so we'll see in the Gemara that we'll talk about that, that in the first part of the Mishnah, since the money was not going anywhere, you know, there was it's not there's no gum gonna happen. The money, the money went for the same purpose, whether it was his chatzis shekel or Reuben's chatzis shekel. So you remove as soon as he had enough from it, and without bringing the carbon. But in the second part, where the, where he, he, he was the money was already hegdish, it was bedekabayas money, and he changed it from hegdish to hegdish. It's only chayiv once he turns into chulin. As once he brought a carbon, once they brought a carbon with it. So once he brought the carbon, carbon he was moil. This last line in the Mishnah says, "Me Shane, Let's say he didn't take bedekabayas money, but he took Shani money, which is not hegdish. Shani is you have to give Shani, bring it to Yerushalayim and eat it there, right from your from your crops, from your from your grain. So it's not Hegdish, it's Maishashani. Let's say he took Maishashani money and brought it for his, for his, uh, Chatsi Shekel by mistake, or Midmei Shvias, or from, uh, uh, Shemitah produce that was sold and he had that money, and he brought that money for Chatsi Shekel. Yochel Kenegdan. What he means is that you have to make it up. We'll see what it means. You make up the money to Maishashani and, and, or to Shvias, and we'll see how that's done at the end of the Gemara. So the mission is to the Gemara, so I guess, the Shoko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is there Mi'ila? Oh. He gave it for Reuben. I understand the fact. Good, I'm good. Why he didn't he... Yeah, uh, very good. So why, you, even though he gave it for himself, why don't you say, anyway, yeah, it was for Reuben? Good, the Gemara's going to ask your kasha. We'll see you when we watch God. So the Gemara's like, yes, Anantanina, we learned in the second part of the Mishnah, Imkarva Bahama, right? Like, if once the animal was brought... But Tana today, Ben Rebbe, he says, in Nitra he learns like the Rasha, that in the second case where you gave your own Bedekabayas money that was set aside and you gave it for the Chatsi Shekel, he didn't say anything about bringing, as a, bringing it as a carbon. As long as you, as soon as you gave it, you're Moel. So, Mantan and Mitra Chuma, they go to Rab Shimon, the Amr Rab Shimon, Miyata Yimakabam Osa Bakarim's reason. He's like this. As soon as you brought your carbon, there's a Machlokas elsewhere, later on in this Masechda, when are you moel when when you had a when you had a no? When when are you moel? He says like this that it's not just a question of Mila. When can you when can it's a question of Mila when the when the money gets used, meaning like this. When they had suppliers, suppliers of animals, suppliers of uh, of flour and oil and etc. What happened was there was a shy like this. When you when you bought when you bought the you got you can you contracted with these suppliers to bring you these uh, things that we're going to use in the base of Megdush the the for the carbon mincha or animals whatever were they paid right away or not some say they weren't paid right away maybe the animal will have a mum and maybe the uh, flour will go bad or the oil will go bad so they waited till they brought us a carbon Rabbi Shimon says no. Conum, as soon as they get, the, as soon as they buy the stuff, they give it right away. They don't allow it to go bad. They don't allow mums to happen, and therefore the people get paid right away. So as soon as they get paid right away, as soon as they get paid right away, the money goes out, leaves Hegdish, right, and becomes part of the con- the contractor's money. So he says like this. So uh, he says, Man, who says that as soon as you were Torah, it, it's good enough? Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says, as me out of the 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 contractors. In other words, the suppliers got their money right away. Vakonim's reason, the corner are industrious and they'll give 
and and they'll they'll give the uh, the whether it's the animals or the carbon mincha, the oil, whatever it was, it was done right away. It didn't get a chance to go bad. So therefore, he says you don't have to actually give the carbon as soon as the, the as soon as you gave money. And you gave what happened in the second part of the mission. You gave your Bedek Abayas Kadosh money and you gave it to the base of Migdash and they used that for a carbon. As soon as they spent the money, meaning as soon as they bought the animal or bought the flour or the oil, it went out to the, the money went out to the supplier. You were moel then because you took it out of Hegdish, etc. But our Mishnah, who says, no, you had to give bread as a carbon, goes with the idea that until you brought as a carbon, you made a change in the Hegdish because you, now you shechted the carbon, only at that point you were moel. But now there's a Kashing Morris on the first part of the Mishnah. I understand. This is Irving's question. I understand. Irving had a very good, it's a very good question. What did we say in the first part of the Mishnah? Ruvain gave Shimon a Chatsi Shek and says, take it for the base of for me. Oh, and Shimon gave it for himself. He's more. What do you mean? When Shimon gave it, it was Reuven's money. So Reuven gave his Chatsi Shek. What do I care what was in his mind? Let's say I stole your Carbonola. You have a Carbonola here and I stole it. And and I gave it to the uh, to the uh, Kohanim, and they shechted it stam. They shechted. Okay, here's an it's, here's an ola. Now in my mind, I'm thinking for me, but the Kohanim shechted it stam. They shechted it for the real owner, owner for Ruvain. Shechted stam. stam. Right? Stam alola sheim abalim mishonis machaperes. Is it stam? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not machaper for the owner. In other words, I stole your carbon and I brought it to the Kohanim, and I, my intention was it's for me, but it's really Ruvain's carbon. It's your carbon. So when the Kornim shechted it, they shechted it, it's for Ruvain. So here too, when he gave the money, it was Ruvain's chazi shekel. That's exactly what Irving asked. Amrav Yudin, tipotem Masuyim. I'll explain the, I'll give you the answer. The answer is, when this money that he gave, he marked it. <laughs> he, he, it was distinctly his. He said, uh, so he, he, he distinctly gave it for himself. And he says, this is my money. He gave it to the Kohen as the Kohen were giving him money. He says, this is for me. Right, as it gives an example, Mishal Beisrim Liel in the house of Liel, how you maskaven v'dokel tochakuba. Whenever they would give them, they wouldn't just send it in, mail it in, and it would be with all the other monies. Now, all the monies that were given, as we say generally, we hold that whenever they extracted the money, they gave it for all Bnei Israel, the people who gave the money, people who didn't give the money yet. But Ben Liel wanted to; he felt very good. He says, "This is for me." I'm giving this money from my, in my house, not just from Leo's whole family. They gave the money for me. They right, right in front of the guy who was extracting the money said, look, this is for us. You know, make sure mine goes in right at the top. Right. Right. So that's what happened over here, too, where he gave it specifically for himself. You're right. It's time. It would be for Ruvain. But here he marked it and he said, this is me. Maybe you'll say, but wait a minute. Maybe you'll say. So not all the funds went for the carbonos. They used whatever carbonos they had. They had a carbon tumbit, et cetera, here. For, for, that was the, 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 remember, these funds went for the carbonos zebra that were, that were, that were the regular, uh, the regular ones that were set carbonos, like musaf and carbon tota, things like that. There was leftover money too. Maybe these funds went for the shiraim. So how do you know he was moil? So hey, no flint, uh, maybe these funds were never actually taken out of the lishcha. V'chiyesh me'ila b'shiraim. Does Izzer Me'ilon Shiraim? How do you say over here that he's Moel? That maybe his funds weren't actually going to be used. Ella, maybe so it goes like Rameyer, Rameyer, Mamol, Mishraim, you're Moel in there too. And you're Moel on any money, even the money that hasn't actually been used for a carbon. Or I could tell you, like we said before, Odi, Misuyim, Shalbesrim, Leo, Shay, Miskavim, Vitarma, Lishmo. So, or you could say, like we said before, how does this whole Mishnah work? 
Why is why when Shimon takes Reuben's money is he moel on Reuben? It's actually went for Reuben's purposes anyway. The answer is he marked and it's for him. So therefore, it wouldn't go for Shiraim. They're not talking about Shiraim. We're talking about where he said here the guy who's taking the coins taking out this money and gonna he's gonna give it to the supplier right away for the animals. Here, put mine at the top. I want mine to go for it. We're talking about the whole reason why Shimon is moel is because it didn't go for Reuben because Shimon marked it and said this money should be for me. So we're not talking about Shiraim. We're talking about money that was used that went directly from the coin's hand into the supplier. Manahana, what, what Hanah did he have? And we said before, he, he's Moel because he had Hanah. What Hanah? He even came the mitzvah of Chatzis Shekel. We have a cloud, mitzvah Slav Lanahanis that knew. There's no physical pleasure over here, even as a machlokas between the Ran and the Rajba, whether when we say mitzvah Slav Lanahanis, it's only on, on the spiritual Hanah that I'm getting, or is it on physical pleasure? For example, you went to a mikvah. Right, so you might say, "I I made a net, and I'm not going to go to that mikvah." Right, that I, that I, know, I can't have an off from that mikvah. The mikvah should be also to me. Fine, okay. So the mitzvah, I the mitzvah that I get of going to the mikvah, that's not enough. But what about the physical pleasure that I have? That's a machlok is where the physical pleasure is not. But over here, there's no physical pleasure. It's only the the, the, the spiritual pleasure. I was making the mitzvah. What I know that I get. Omar Abba Mishim Rabbanam. The Taman, the Rabbanam of, of Bavel, Mikivan Shebezdan Ruyu Lemashkin, below Mishkino Kamoshin Ahena. This is the place that he got. That he, because if he wouldn't give the money, we learned before that the Bezdan goes and takes a, a, takes collateral from him, right? They go and take money from him. So he got that pleasure. He saved the money. He, he saved the money because they would take, if he wouldn't give the money, if he didn't give his own money, the best one would take the money. He saved that. He didn't, he didn't have to give that money. So that, that's saving. He didn't get money. That's the honor that he got. The end of the mission, we said, if he didn't give him Betik bias, remember, this is not where he said, not where Reuben sent the money in with Shimon, but rather Reuben brought it himself, but he brought, instead of bringing in his cash from his wallet, from his chulin money, he gave Maeser Shani money or Shemitah money. So Maeser Shani, how does that work? The Bosik says, So you can't be Makdish a Bechor. A Bechor is automatically born, it's Kadosh. So you can't be makdish for something else. Kolshu kodesh and kedush chala. If it's already kodesh, you can't. If it's already bedek bias money over here, this is hagdish money. I'm giving bedek bias. You can be poted, but you can't be makdish for something else. Same thing. Mike's are shame. You can't be makdish for something else. Nor shmita. So what do you do over here? When you realize, when you real, if you never realized it, you never realized it. But if when you realize that your Maishasheni, you gave the Maishasheni money for your Chatsi Shekel, what do you do? Maybe sell Shochulin, like we take, you take a, uh, a coin of Chulin, of unconsecrated uh, uh, money. The Omer Mos Maishasheni, the money of Maishasheni, which unfortunately I've given by, by mistake to Chatsi Shekel, wherever it is, you that should be the, the, the sanctity of the Maishasheni should go on this money. And now this money becomes Maeser Shani money, just like if you had produce in your sh- in Tel Aviv. And what do you do with it? You can't schlep it all to your shlani. You got a truckload, so you change it into money. You take the kedusha of the of the Maeser Shani and you re- and you redeem. You you put that kedusha. You transfer the kedusha onto the onto the coin. Therefore, you've redeemed the the Maeser Shani. Uh, uh, Shani. The the produce is no longer Maeser Shani, and what that's what you do over here too. You say the kedusha of the Maeser Shani should be chal on this money. And therefore, va'osa sela, and that money that now is Maeser Shani, nitvas Hashem is now Maeser Shani, va'ashar nasa chulin, and nasa shkolim, and the money that you actually gave, the actual Maeser Shani produce, or money, the Maeser Shani money that you actually gave as your chatzi shekel, now becomes a chatzi shekel. It's a valid chatzi shekel because you've transferred the kedusha from the Maeser Shani onto the money, and the same thing with the Shemitah money. 
if you had Shemitah money, the same thing. He says, if you had Maiseshani or Shvius money, what does that mean? You had produce of, of Shvius that was transferred onto money, that was sold for money. The intention, let's say you didn't have a bad intention, you're not supposed to do business with it, but let's say uh, you were going to then buy something else, some other food with it and eat it up in time. You weren't doing business with it. You transferred it onto money. So you transfer that, that Kedusha also onto other monies and you, and you were knowing with them as shvius, meaning you eat it bisman and you uh, let everybody partake in of it, and that's what we mean. Yochol kenegdam. When the Mishnah says at the end of the Mishnah, Yochol kenegdam, meaning that you transfer the kedusha from the ma'aseshani or the shemitah money onto other coins, and you you treat those other coins as ma'aseshani or shemitah money, respectively, and the money that you actually gave that becomes a, a valid chazi uh, shekel. All right, tomorrow's daf Shabbos daf is davov. And Dav Zayin is Sunday's Dav, which is the first day of, we learn on the first day of Pesach. They'll both be up in Mitzvah Shem on the podcast. And on Monday, the first day of Chalamoid in Eretz Yisrael, first day of my, we'll, we'll, was, is Dav Ches. We'll start from the bottom of Dav Zayin, which is the new Perek. Uh, the third Perek begins on, uh, the, at the bottom of Monday's Dav, which we'll learn, uh, uh, bottom of Sunday's Dav, actually, um, uh, first day of Pesach, which we'll learn on Monday. Chag Sameach Lekulam, Chag Hashem Sameach, and a good Shabbos. Call to everybody. Call to, call to, call to.